in the cabbage. Right, let's get it. Test, test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. Just a reminder. Keep swinging. Welcome back to In the Cabbage. I'm your boy, Tommy Swain. T-Swizzle. You know, it's how I be. Uh, to my right <laughs> or your left, my best friend, Andrew Witt. What's up? What is up, buddy? Welcome back. Here we go again. Yeah. What are, what are we on now? Is this six? Yeah, man. We've just done so many episodes, I lose track. It is like a, just a blur at this six. point. <laughs> six. I mean, losing out of, We're just losing out of things to talk about. Running out of things to talk about. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> I think that's why I think that's why we're gonna be a okay is because we never run out of things to talk about. Madison's always like it's just impressive how just keeps it rolling. Well, it's also I mean sports obviously keep rolling on yeah. and on, but we do have a lot of things that are moving in our lives. So, and speaking about things that are moving on in lives, um, you and Madison went on a little trip down to San Diego this past weekend. How was that, buddy? Oh, I didn't, I didn't first. Time. I didn't really get to talk to you about it. Yeah, it was like um, a weekend getaway. We don't do off it very often. And I have some tips and tricks mm-hmm. to help uh, maybe next time Ass and I talked about how to be more efficient with a weekend getaway. For like budget wise or just yeah. time wise? Yeah, I'm talking like a true weekend getaway, like one, yeah. two nights. Yeah. Not like oh, I had three nights, you know, that's you, like a you vacation. Haven't, you haven't sold Madison on a hostel yet? I am close. She's a really? big fan. Really? No, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. You're pretty. Con- my you're, wife in the hostel. You're pretty convincing. Yeah, my wife. It's like, hey, you know, you, there are like, if I mean, we'd never do this, but I've seen it like where you can get like private rooms and mm-hmm. like or like private sections. I'm sure there's some nice hostels out there, but not looking at any of them. No, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Okay, so yeah, money wise. Money okay, wise. So you got so to look at a couple other things. Um, there were some cool parts of this trip that we why we wanted to do San Diego. One of it being, I, my dream was to have my dog on the golf course with me, at some point. Yeah, that's I fantastic. saw a video from RGC. Yeah, I was Club, just about to say shout out Eric Anders. Yeah, for that one of our guys who's inspired us to do this. Um, he went to Scotland, saw a bunch of dogs like running around, and I thought, wow, that's like the dream to be like fifty years old, living in Scotland. And having your dogs just like run with you while for you sure. play golf, it's and that's not... another that's another th- cool thing too. He has a lot of his videos where he goes and like um, as essentially you know takes like a little bit of a background check on some of these courses and does extended filming about the course history, blah blah blah. But a lot of the greenskeepers have dogs with them, right? And I just think that's like, such a cool vibe. So it's cool. I mean, in Scotland too, golf isn't like. Um fenced off and gated off and like no one can go on the property and no one well yeah are you playing golf where are you here for yeah you can literally walk out there it's like a park yeah it's crazy and i just think that's super cool it's so different from what we're used to people riding their bikes people taking walks right it's super cool but um so we actually played a course called emerald island it's a dog track yeah like it's not i mean let me take let me run that back not so aggressively it's a park three course yeah it could be four from the tips, but the longest par three is like 205. Okay. So it's a par three course. 18 holes? 18 holes. Nice. We got through none, like five. 
I'll, I mean, it was slammed. That's part of the re- part of the problem. That's a bummer. Yeah. Um, walked in there. Super cool driving range. Grass driving range, but awful grass. Um, still cool though. Um, food looked great. Did it have any mats? Is it talking about the grass was on the range? No. Yeah, it's just all grass, no mats. Got it. It's a small oh. driving range. It's like within this like we. I mean, Oceanside and San Diego in general is just possibly the weirdest city ever built. It's a little strange. It's got a lot of different sections. A lot of different char- characters to it. Mm-hmm. I feel like we also, they all live on the cliffs. Is there any flat land in San Diego? Is it just on the ocean? Because <laughs> if it's just on the ocean, uh, the everything that, else is on a cliff. Uh, the parts that we visit, I guess, is basically always on the coastline. Always? Yeah. Well, I'm up in, you know, Tahunga Canyon, or not Tahunga Canyon, but um, some, you know, weird canyon. Um, yeah. We're on a hill. And you drive sure. down the bridge, and you drive across the bridge to somewhere else that's on a, a hill. <laughs> it's just not if it's flat ground, which is fine. It's just different. And where we stayed was super cool, but the golf course, um, food looked great. I bought a ball marker from there. The The merch was cool. It was a really, like, hip, which is an awful word to describe something now. <laughs> um, a really hip and cool vibe. Um, it was a... You know, a really cool vibe, yeah. for sure. It looked like they didn't care. It just sounds like they're a very open course that's willing to just accept right, anyone. Like it's very welcoming, right. right? It's just it's pretty much with the way golf we believe should mm-hmm. be going. Right. First time I played in a t-shirt and right. like some pants. That's really cool. So we were also, I mean, there's a couple of courses that are out there too. We were looking at one. It was that like mock par three course that was Im- mimicking like the Masters. It's not open anymore. Oh, unfortunately right but they're like yeah you can't even come in with like a college shirt we're gonna like kind of kick you out like we're not one of those clubs right and so it, it was a cool, cool vibe um it was the starters were great and everything nice. i so of course i'm just so nervous about hendrix like barking and being annoying and yeah like i'm i'm on you know high alert 10 and i've got wifey with me too so she was just watching. So she was able to like handle Hendrix, which was like awesome. Oh, she didn't play. No. Oh, gotcha. It just was like, like how are we can like logically like figure that like you hit while I hold Hendrix and I hit then you hold Hendrix. Like right. It gets a little rough, and she and she didn't. We had to lug two sets of clubs down there. She hit my you know on the range. Hit my seven iron beautifully. She has such a good swing. I gotta show you it. It's so low. And so perfect for like the modern day, like people were trying to do golf swing. Mm. Like the club is below her shoulder the whole time. Really? And just really shallow. Really shallow. And she just, I mean, there was, she was on a, like, she was <laughs> just on Just gets it right down to the slot, right, right down to the. And, and hit in the <laughs> slot and, you know, um, repped out like five, six good seven irons with my irons. So heavier, longer. Found the uh, golf prodigy of the family here. Yeah, I mean, she definitely <laughs> get on the course. She definitely has better hand-eye than me, too. Um, that's a lie. I would crush her in hand-eye coordination. You got to give yourself uh, yeah. a little credit there, yeah. bud. But, um, so, we, you know, the course the course was cool. Um, I worked that it was a bogey. Like, par, par, bogey, par, par, bogey, or whatever. This is where you got my number in golf um, games. Yeah, I mean, in many aspects, the putting felt so much better. Um, we it was the putting. It was the putting mat again, dude. We cannot stress that enough. We came over here. Feel? Okay, we'll get to that. But yeah, keep, rolling, th- keep rolling through your weekend. Um, I used a chipper every chance I got, and I dropped a wedge next to it too to see how nice. different do it differently. Yeah, because it was so slow. We were waiting on three other people to come. They weren't the T-box. Were you paired up with another twosome? We were supposed to be with three other people. They let out five sums out there. Well, Madison wasn't playing, so it was me and three others. Got it. That makes sense. Right. So keep forgetting um, about that. 
you know, they didn't show up at the right time. So I'm like, can I just go? And she's like, yeah, just go. Which was a mistake because ahead of us was like a baby who was playing, two young kids, a dad and a mom. They were slammed from like the people in front of them. They were playing as a fight. Right. It's it's just packed the whole way down. I right. mean, like, oh, I mean, it's a par three course. You can expect that, and it's going to be busy. It's on the weekend. Everyone's like getting into to golf. You know, like on each tee box. That's a lot of time. It took us like forty five to an hour to get through like five or six holes. And it was starting getting a little dangerous because, like, the cart paths were all, like, one road. They were, like, close to each other. T-boxes are getting backed up. It's a par three course. I'm not that accurate. Yeah. So, like, you kind of got to be accurate on this course, too. There's not much room to miss, like, anywhere. Sounds like it's just tight. They're just trying to squeeze in 18 holes on, on on like, a property. It got a little dangerous. And I had a dog with me. I didn't feel like um, dealing with it. I played okay. But it was fun just, I mean, just fun to have the dog out. Like, you know, a couple holes, which was great. We were able to like un like let him go off the leash. He ran around. He like ran up to me. I gave him a golf ball. He ran back, gave it to Madison. He's yeah. jumping in and out of the golf cart. That's really cool. When you can take the whole fam down there, yeah. You, know? you don't have it. to like you know. Hendrix is gonna come with us for the San Diego trip, and he's able to come out and play golf. We don't have to leave him someplace or whatever. That's so fun. you know. I was more worried about him, which is totally taking me out of my you know present mind. Of course, you got to worry about just. Golf balls flying all over the place. I did a better job of it this time, just being like, I'm breathing. I'm not going to like worry about it. Like, there's other dogs walking on the course. There's babies crying. Like, they don't, my dog barking isn't going to kill anybody here. Right. Um, so we played five holes, but uh, we wanted to go to Heritage Barbecue. Open up a new location. In yeah. The, um, the amount of. Uh, I don't know, dude. Just some anguish sending your. Like, in my. Yeah. In my seat that i was like you know i saw that text come in i'm like wow this man's getting heritage barbecue again right it's um mass and, and me love it so it's great it's not it's an, such an easy sell for her um can you give a little backstory for the people that about heritage, yeah, so barbecue? heritage barbecue is a the best barbecue in california i'm gonna call it i don't think you're gonna find better um yeah because there's a reason for that right we'll so the guy here. this guy is from socal the owner, I don't remember his name. My apologies, but he um, he won a Michelin star this year. But he trained. Did he? Yeah, they won a Michelin star. Wow. Yeah, so they're a Michelin star barbecue place now. That is impressive. Yeah, it's super cool, especially I mean, in Orange County. I, I don't know a lot of Mex or uh, sorry, excuse me. I don't know a lot of barbecue places that have Michelin stars. It's, right. it's not a very especially in California, Texas. They all have them. Yeah. They're dishing them out like candy out in Texas. Out in our way. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. So he he's obsessed with barbecue. He's from SoCal. He went to Texas to learn how to do barbecue the way he wanted to do it. Brought that back to SoCal with SoCal flavors. So like you're getting a lot of like weird, different, like you're getting corn and like yeah, different. Yeah, br- brisket tacos I right. saw on the menu and that kind of he's stuff. He's doing it's a lot little- of different flavors, like corn hatch chili, salsa, whatever. It's all... Different with the classic smoking. He has his brisket and all that stuff. Um, so successfully opened up a location in Oceanside that's a bar. And um, bar and smoke, like smoke place. So it has his breakfast, his brisket tacos. He has that's his really cool. bamis. He's got like um, appetizers on there. So it's not just the barbecue. Mm, gotcha. And like, you know, a couple other sides. Um, it was so fire. It takes forever because it's being smoked and it's a restaurant right i got cocktail fire sat down it's like a it's like a really good wood ranch 
Yeah. Like, it had, it's like a very diverse menu. Say, I mean, it's got to be better than that. Well, I mean, yes. I'm it's saying diverse menu for barbecue. I see what you're saying. Got like it. It's, it's got a it. menu looks like a, like a normal restaurant menu. It's not like I want brisket, a pound of brisket, a pound of this, you know. Um, we got brisket and um, pork belly burnt ends. Fire, I'm sure. The best Bomb. potato salad I've ever had in my life. Oof. Mac and cheese. Um, it's all right up your alley right there. What else did we get? Uh, we ended up like getting cornbread. S- no, we got. Uh, I forgot. We got something else. Oh, slaw. We tried to throw something healthy in there. Do they do a vinegar base or they do it was mayo cream base? base? Mayo cream. Yeah. It's good. It's not anything like crazy. I mean, slaw is pretty hard to do personally. But uh, other than that, man, the Airbnb was okay for a last minute trip. San Diego was fun. We ended up leaving a day early. We were supposed to be there two days. The only thing we were going to do... Left you there a day early? Yeah, we went one night. How come? Um, just wanted to get back or something? or Kind of. Just... So we did the first night. It was fun. Like around 6 or 7 o'clock, we were wiped. Yeah. We ended up taking like a two-hour nap by accident. We both just like <laughs> went back to the room. <laughs> woke up at like 6.45. Mm. And we we're like, oh, okay. Well, you know, we weren't really going to do anything anyways because our dog was with us. Where we were staying, there was nothing cool to walk around to. It's like a community. Got it, got it. So you were gonna like go out and go like somewhere. Fifteen and do minutes it. away to downtown San Diego. And oh, like, so you just drove back like that we, night? Yeah. So we stayed that night, right? And then um, the owners were like upstairs or something, and the walls were paper thin. Got it. I could hear him like walking around the whole time. Like it was like not. Like he, he was probably just trying to walk, and it sounded like he was coming through the ceiling. <laughs> um. So that made us worried to leave Hendrix. The next day, we got there Saturday night. We were supposed to stay Sunday night as well. Mm-hmm. The next morning, we woke up and we we're like, okay, what are we doing today? So we went on a hike. Yeah. Um, nice. How was the hike? Fire. But yeah. <laughs> we got, so it's like this waterfall in San Diego. I forget the name of the area. Um, but it's supposed to be like I have a waterfall at the end of it. And it's muddy the whole way through and parts of it. And it was a, such a beautiful hike. But the whole point of it is to go see this waterfall, right? It's like a two-mile mm. hike. We get to the, like... Is it dried up? We No, no. We get to, like, almost entering to the waterfall portion of it, and it's closed down. But it's not, like, a fence and, like, really high insecurity. It's, like, two traffic cones with, like, yellow tape saying, like, don't. It's closed. So you went? Classic me would be, like, I'm... Going, You're going. I'm going. Yeah, of course. There's no way I'm not going. What, it, no, you're, you're telling we, me two cones are going to stop me from walking right. on this path? Like, come on. Yeah, but I got my wife with me. And Madison's a bit of a rule follower. <laughs> if you, like, I mean, heavy rule follower. So I look at her, and as soon as I see it, she won't even, like, walk closer to the, the cone. She stopped like <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have just been a giant yeah. bear yeah. at the end of the trail. <laughs> stopped, like, 20 yards short. She was like, yeah, we're not going. And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> we're, we're 100% walking we're, around. We're here. We came here to right. do the hike and see the waterfall. There's Let's no way I'm go. not seeing the hike. Like, no way I'm not seeing this waterfall. Right. And we were probably like a mile left into it, right? We probably walked a mile. We have one more mile left. And I mean, there's no way. There was no convincing her. She's like, no, there's a reason why it's closed. There could be bobcats. There could be who knows. Like, we're not doing this. And instead of me being like, oh, I, you know, fight for this one mile, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I get home earlier, catch the end of the round live. So I don't have to like watch highlights or replays. Yeah, it's all a good call. And I mean, there's talk- all reasoning for everything. Yeah, we talked that morning. We're like, and like, would what? the waterfall really have been that sick? I he don't said know. it's not even really a waterfall. He said it's like a, like a falling stream. I've, see, I've seen waterfalls right. in Oregon. 
Those are waterfalls. Yeah, for sure. Um, so anyways, like we talked that morning. We're like, well, we're going to do a hike and dinner. So like Hendrix has to be alone by himself in this room. Dog's going to bark. The owner's upstairs. So you're just like, we'll just call it. Let's just call it. Yeah. After so the then hike. drove back. So we just went Sunday morning, hiked, and we just packed nice. our car up and left. Okay. It was good, though. Played golf. It was super fun. I'm really excited for tomorrow. I'm playing Ike um, in L.A. Yeah. It's like a, it's supposed to be a Ike? tour course. Is that Industry City? Yeah, that City okay. of Industry. Um, it's maybe where we're going to be joining our men's club next yeah. year. It's actually currently like 10 or 20 bucks more expensive than our current club with just as many tournaments, all cash payouts, and they have two full 18s. It's a hotel course, and they've had a, they've hosted events. And it's... Um Apparently, just looking at some of the pictures online, they just got a great practice facility. They look like they got a lot of good amenities to the place. 36 like holes is a big factor as well. Two full 18s. We're playing the championship course tomorrow. That's cool. Tip, so it's almost 7,000. Whoa. Yeah. That's a few yards right so there. So it'll be okay. fun to play. Um, but I know, let me hear about your weekend. I know you played some golf. Oh, real quick. Sorry. Um, we talked about possibly doing a new aim, aiming for it. Mm-hmm. I did do some new aiming. I aimed in front of the ball. Didn't love it. I'm gonna keep trying. Yeah. And I'll give you an update. But and so me, p- for for people that are are just tuning in now, first off, just go listen to the last episode and then subscribe. Right. But to give you love a little, bit, <laughs> but to give Make a little, money. but to get a little bit of a background, we watched a little bit of this guy about decade golf, shots gained, strokes gained. You know where how to play golf. Blah blah blah. blah based on statistics. You know, he's talking about how to aim correctly, and instead of aiming at something abstract and far away, picking a spot in line with that tree that you're picking on the horizon, giving yourself a little bit more concrete of an aiming point directly in your field of vision. Right. So, did you like it or like, eh, it was I like, it served you, its purpose? Or I love how you have to explain my uh, shorthand. I love that for us. You know, you bring up the topic and I just roll real quickly right into it. I really love the <laughs> thank you for explaining to people because I would have explained that and they would have been more confused than me just talking about it. They weren't <laughs> picking up the pieces for themselves. Um, didn't love it. I was thinning a lot of shots, but you got to give it more practice. When you're thinning shots, is it like thin, thin, like sculling it or like catching it just a couple grooves low? Like I'm hitting a pitching wedge. I normally hit 120 and hitting it like 135. Okay, that's not too bad, dude. You no. can learn how to control that a little bit. Right. It was way lower. It just hit and skipped. That's kind of nice. Yeah. So I got to keep. A, I was going to say, dude, that's a shot that you can play, actually. Right. So it's something I got to keep trying. I could definitely feel myself getting more shallow, which was nice. Um, if you want to talk about keeping the ball low, that's what you should do, like as an escape route from trees. You can use that. Yeah. I have to. Or I, think, I don't know if it was just mistakes. I have to keep trying to make okay. sure it's like actually what the shot. I feel like you should keep like going that. for it. I unfortunately forgot, of course. Right. Um. But like, I, that's something that you can do, especially with into the wind shots. If this is something that just lowers your trajectory just a little bit, anyways, right. like you know, this could be something that you can use, you know, on certain shots, just like you like to play. You know how much of a slice you're going to play. You just that could control a little bit of your trajectory, almost. Totally. Um. And see how see how it works. I would love to keep trying. I'll keep everyone updated. Did you? I guess the whole point of it is: did you start the ball online, more online? No, not really. It's kind no. of it's kind it of kind of was getting a little erratic. Yeah, um, it like went over the green though. It didn't like you know. It was so still yeah, yeah, a little I mean, greenish. On. Okay. Um, so the little tips and tricks we're gonna do for Madison and myself moving forward for these weekend getaways would be um, if it's two hours 
or less, like to San Diego, one night. Get down there early. Do what you're going to do during the day. One night. Do the next thing the next day. Yep. Come home. Yep. Um, as far as Palm Springs, I would say I because I just love Palm Springs. I'm doing two nights, but Palm Springs can also be just a one night thing. So basically, if it's yeah. anything that's two and a half, three hours out, it's going to be nights. two nights. That makes a lot of sense. That's if it's a good like an way hour of doing and a half to like two ish. One night's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it just also depends where you're at. Some people love San Diego. I like it for sure. Um, just not my favorite. It's a but place that you've been to a whole bunch of times, though, as well. One night. Right. Just get a quick little getaway. Now, if you're in Palm Springs, i got plenty of courses I can play out Of there. course. Of San course. San Diego, is everything's so expensive or it's like... It makes it more difficult to do things for sure. Plus, but, you've also you know. been to San Diego a whole bunch. You know, how many new things are you really going to go and do and find, blah, blah, blah. You could just come back. Go do that one thing after yeah, you do out. that. So, um, but I want to hear you played some Ben Brown this weekend. How'd you play, buddy? Um, good dude. But before we get into the golf, mm-hmm. I actually downloaded Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh, and really? I am really late to the game. I understand it. <laughs> I understand. Love the, that. I understand the game came out six years ago. I've never played I, it. I, I get it. Um, so one of these topics that we were going into, and we can save this for another day, but I'll kind of give you a little bit of the backstory how I got here. Basically, I got into a conversation with people saying, what is your favorite video game of all time? And everyone was basically saying the consensus was Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, it's um, all time. Taylor Luan on Bustin' the Boys said he uh, cried for days after the game was over. I'm My buddy or our buddy Chris said that it is a life-changing game and it is like a movie TV show and it hits you in your feels right and i was really shocked because the only other video game that i've ever felt that before was bioshock yeah and this is going to show over bioshock potentially i I do love bioshock dude i know it's your that's it gives you your um not interstellar it gives your incense an inception like finish at the end yeah. of Bioshock, it's alternate reality endings, which is but crazy. But you like the style of game, which Red Dead Redemption, that Bioshocker. I do like that style. Yeah. More story-based, first person. Definitely, definitely. Um, it's it's a fun thing that Katie and I like to do. So we go and, we, you know, last game I just played was the Zelda um, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. My God, was that a fire game. That's my number two. Yeah. So great list you got going. I am looking to do to to dive into this Red Dead Redemption Two. I heard it's just an unbelievable game. Really looking forward to playing it and diving into it. So we, it's super sick. Yeah, uh, for a game that came out that long ago, and I mean, I don't play that many video games right now. I'm in it for it for obviously just really good, just a really good storyline, gameplay, that kind of stuff. Exactly. So I got through the first chapter. Super cool. Really dope premise. Um, I feel like this would be a game you might get bored with, but at the same time, you could definitely dive into this because it's very much in like your realm of movie like totally. picture of like, you know, you like Western, you like um, mob movies and stuff like that. It's it's definitely in that realm of you of your liking. Yeah, I get that. Um, it just you, you just lose interest with storylines like that, too, huh? Yeah, because I just I rather watch movies. Yeah, you, and then you're also like kind of you end up fumbling around sometimes on those games. I you also know? just like like to complete every side mission instead I of do just too. getting through the story. I and do that too. Burns it just me out. it just consumes me. Right. Yeah, I and, know. Um, with first person shooters, I could just jump on, suck at it real quick, and get off. 
Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, it was really cool. It's a really dope game. I'll keep you updated on that. Please. But uh, just wanted to bring that up there because that was a big part of our Friday night, actually. We just downloaded that game. It took like three days to download, dude. It was like over 100 <laughs> gigabytes. It's crazy. You got to delete other games on I your did. Xbox. I did. I, I had to make a ton of space for that game. Three My days, God. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't doing it for all three days, all day, but it was a good two, three-hour sessions. Right. It's on also each day. just a super old Xbox. It is. It's a little old. Yeah. You know, it's also just a massive game. It's 100 gigs. It's, right. it's a big file. So, right. anyways, um, moving on from that, because that was basically Friday night, Saturday, we were just chilling, hanging out, doing a couple wedding things, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then Sunday went over to Ben Brown. It's now called The Ranch, actually, down in Laguna Beach. Um, fantastic little nine-hole golf course this is um, for you for, for you yeah. guys that have not checked it out it is 1000% worth it it is such a cool track um, par 3 course they have par 4s longest hole I think is 300 yards it's so narrow though it's, uh, it's just like you don't even need to take driver and that's where I got in trouble a lot yeah the driver game needs to come out for you it, it does and the course is too narrow it punishes you too much i don't have that much control over the driver for me so it just i right. should have left it in the bag but stupidly i brought it out because i want to make the hero shot and of drive course. it right up there drive in the front the of the green. green right just tap it in front of chris and court and katie and yeah let the thing swing a bit exactly because I mean? chris is up there rolling it up 285 to the front edge and i'm like oh i can get this too mm-hmm. i'm right there as well and of course straight out of bounds Damn. um yeah well, obviously we teed off a little early it was a little cold whatever first tee dude i put it off the green today or on that on sunday as well when i went yeah how'd you putt putting was fantastic once i got the speed down wait the well, course the speed yeah this what the speed took me till i was like hole five Right. You know, I mean, like, that's that's what it takes. But then at that point, your round's over because it's only nine. <laughs> it's only nine right. holes. Um, um, that putting mat, we like you said, we wrapped it out um, a couple days ago for an hour. And my putting felt yeah, that was fun. It was better. We even played a little game with it, too. A little round the world action. It was really fun. Right. It's a really fun game. On the smaller hole as well, not the regular regulation right. size hole. You can sit there, put some ESPN. But yeah, so you, you were wild. How many golf balls lost? What was the golf dude, ball? It was counter? like four in like nine holes. Wow, dude. I think I lost like four to five all Ryder Cup. That is just my that is my Achilles heel right there. It, yeah, re- it the really wildness is. is really starting to show. I don't know if it's because are you doing your new swing at all times? Yeah, but when I'm the problem is, is that I get away with it on my longer clubs. The longer the club gets for me, I'm realizing, the more trouble I get into with blocks. And I'm not drawing it anymore like I used to because of my new delivery. So my club path is inconsistent when I'm striking the ball, especially with the longer clubs, because it takes me a little bit more time to get around. Maybe I have to feel like I'm swinging harder, which makes me like drop my hand super far inside. I get stuck, and I just don't rotate, and I just hit these massive blocks. So it's not like I'm yeah. hitting it really far wide on this course. I actually hit pretty good drives, probably about thirty yards right on my target. Mm-hmm. But thirty yards right on this course on this course is is in the trees. Right. It, it's Gone. it's in the canyon. Yeah, in the cabbage, which is just basically which forest. is which is brutal. Right, which is brutal. And I I got to hole number five, 
and I took driver, which actually had a lot of space. But of course, I missed it on the wrong side where I'm not supposed to. Right. Great. <laughs> Perfect. Always and on this, the wrong and side. This one's white stake. So I go grab another ball. And I actually smartly put the driver away, grab hybrid, and then proceed to do the exact same thing and just yeet that thing There's off to the right <laughs> canyon. <laughs> There's nothing worse than playing the smart shot and it's still going bad. Going demoralized. Back, it's demoralizing. It's really, there's really nothing worse than like, okay. I should have carded a 10 on that hole. <laughs> or 12. Honestly, I, I honestly, I moved on from the white stick. I'm like, I'm not losing a third golf ball off this tee. Right. Yeah, <laughs> thir- this this, go- this nor, hole will not take a third ball. No, nor am I going back to the cart to right. grab another golf ball. <laughs> Is Katie chirping you at this point? No, it was so bad. People were just quiet. Okay, well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. No one was chirping you. At no, least. I'm I'm giving myself a really hard time. Honestly, uh, I'm I'm letting myself have it at this point. Yeah, you know. Um, followed up with a, with, a, with a good wedge shot, but you know, it, the, that's that's the bad part of my game. Is it's it truly is anything six, seven iron and longer. I really get those blocks that happen that shoot out. I don't really get that with any other club less than that. So yeah, it's weird. So it's just kind of think we gotta get you to the range and just start repping it out a bit more. It's for sure my tempo of my swing and like my timing, my feel. When you say like everything is looking in sync, mm-hmm. that's what I'm starting to line things up and then everything is kind of coming together. It just doesn't quite feel in sync with my longer clubs right now. And so just repping it out a little bit. Yeah. Just some reps, I think, will really help. For sure. Uh, I wonder if it also maybe it, if you, we say, we joke about it a lot, but it, it is a factor for me. The colder weather does make me block a ton of shots. Yeah. You are. Once this gets warmer here for you at some point, um, you're going to be all-star Andrew Witt again. Just I don't know what it is, dude. It's just the weather. I just, I feel, I just feel more free when I can swing. Right. Yeah, it's just You'd rather warmth. it be like 105 than 62. 52. 52 is too yeah. cold? Yeah. 62 is okay. I've heard you complain at 62. I 100% will, but when you're, yeah. com- when you're putting <laughs> it up against 105, I'm going to take 62. 105 with a breeze? Cloudy. Yeah. I mean, I could do that uh, easily. I'd much rather have that than sixty degrees. Let's put it that okay. way. That if, makes we're, sense. if we're now going cloudy and, and a little breezy at sixty degrees, want none of that. Okay. <laughs> I don't want wind in general when I swing a golf no, club, but especially when it's cold. But um, yeah, maybe that has something to do with it because I tend to always play my better golf later in the year, anyways. Yeah, like come um like a you know june july august when like the game we've been practicing and playing a little bit more for sure i'm sure that's because of it but i think a lot of it is also because of the weather but um putted great you know um just rock saw with the flat stick once everything was was going well i did put it off the green because the greens were so fast yeah i lit i had a putt for 30 feet but it was just downhill and i just hit it six feet past and then there was a drop off off the front you're like see you ball it was devastating, but I managed to save my bogey from there. Went up and down, just played this low skipper right of the hills. Stopped to like three feet. Oh, classic, wit. classic me. Classic <laughs> wit. Um, how did Chris buy? I know he got that new Scotty Cameron Newport. Dude, he was rolling it so well, playing fantastic. He was two under through three, actually. Same grip and everything. On the putter, uh huh, yeah, yeah, same grip. He did. I think he bought it used. I don't. I don't know if it was new. I'm not too sure. Okay. I didn't really ask him a ton of questions about it. It's just Scotty looked like it was in great shape. It, it was fantastic, but it, I I don't know. Um, 
I don't know if it was like one of their new designs. Yeah, I'm not I sure. I mean, like new at. grip, not like new. It's got the same Scotty grip. No, no, Chris's grip wasn't yeah. new. Yeah, it's got the same Scotty grip like, on it. Scotty Cameron, <laughs> like Scotty <laughs> yeah, Cameron yeah, grip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the way he's gripping the club, he grips like overlapping. He grips the club weird. Oh, way. sorry, his hands. Yeah, his My hands <laughs> not the club sorry. grip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Classic. Um, the club, his my bad. hands grip. You, you got to hold, you got to hold my hand a little bit more next time. Damn. No, no. Chris's grip. Who, that was totally a who's on first situation. <laughs> oh, yeah, God damn. No, no, his, um, hand grip. It's the still same thing. Still the same. Still the same. Left Kay. hand's lower, I believe. Did he talk to you about it? Was he switching it up? No, I just was wondering because it's not oh, okay. it's not a mallet anymore. It's a blade. Yeah, he still's got the same left hand lower. So I didn't know if he's standing closer to it or if it still has an arc to it. He, I don't know. He's got more of an arc, and he just loves how he feels like he can just swing freer instead of it's how it's. He's like, I don't like all the lines, how long the mallet is. It just like messes me up. And I can also track my strike, which helps him as well. Yeah, very cool. So he liked that little change up. Nice. But, um, yeah, dude. After I proceeded to like just blast a thousand golf balls out of bounds, I finally, <laughs> finally found my my stride like on hole six. Right. And by then the round's over. Unfortunately, yeah, nine holes is just not enough. It's not enough. Not enough golf. Katie loves nine holes. My goodness, Madison loves nine holes too. It's not enough. Um, especially when you don't get any range time or anything like beforehand. You're yeah. just going out there and just playing nine. But um, I'm getting really sidetracked here because I'm taking. A, I don't want to take away from how beautiful this course is. Right. How well kept the course is. Right. For a nine hole track, and being in the canyon as well, because it could sometimes get a little soupy, especially with all the rain that's been going yeah. on. And Laguna Beach. Yeah, dude. Like it was firm. It was f- lightning fast. Right. And. Green as ever, all the way around the canyon. The whole course looked like it was in unbelievable con- conditions. There's water. There's tons of trouble. The bunkers are in great condition. It's just a truly great track. And I ended up playing really well in holes six, seven, eight, nine. Hit a lot of good iron shots. Put all my longer clubs away except for the ninth hole because I had so much room on the ninth. It was wide open. But I hit a lot of good, really, really solid iron shots like... From two fifteen out on the par threes, oh, that's just super hype for just you. like right online, but just I blasted it long. Classic, just you. unfortunate, but like I hit it dead online a five iron. It was a great feeling. So awesome, buddy! Glad you played well towards. Maybe the end. it was yeah. Thanks, dude. I, I was it was a bummer as the scorecard was as as rough as it was. Right. Um, but yeah, dude. So um, for for guys that have not checked out the ranch. It is a fantastic track. They also have great food over there, too. It was supposed to be a full 18. That's why it's so nice. It's supposed to be a resort 18 holes, but uh, Laguna Laguna Beach stopped the production of all 18 for wildlife Well, they did. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, They did jump or dump a ton of cash is what they look like in there. New carts, new clubhouse. New bar, outdoor seating. Yeah, it's super cool. Like live band was there when we were like hanging out. It is. It's a vibe. It is a really cool spot, and I honestly wanted to play, do a replay rate and see what that was going for. It's not too bad. I think it's like, I don't know how much you pay for your tea time. I think it was sixty. Yeah, I think it's thirty. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, which is fun for that course. I you know, like you said, it's super fun. Um. So it sounds like you didn't really scare the hole, but I do have a the big question for you. I'd love to get your opinion here on that. Um, are what a segue! I did not scare any holes. Yeah, it sounds like it. 
Did it sound like you got for, for a hole in one? Dunk, Duncan one's in. No, there was definitely yeah. none of that going on. So, <laughs> um, is a hole in one a par three course an actual hole in one? The, the community seems a little divided in this sense. I will give my first take. I would say it doesn't matter what course it's on; it matters the yardage. It's interesting. Um, what does I, it have to be? One fifty, one twenty? No. One uh one hundred. I mean, maybe there's another one. I don't know of a PGA hole that's less than a hundred yards. I don't think there's any. I would say like one oh five to me. Yeah, seems anything like a anything you're basically taking a, a close to a full swing at. Right. Yeah, one oh five seems to me like a good number. I don't care what course it's on, but if it's um a part three course and the distance like one oh five, I think that's fine. I just don't look at you as the same as a full 18, though. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you want to hear my take? <clears throat> yeah. If you get a par, if you get a hole in one, I might. I'm gonna upset a couple people if you do have these hole in ones. If you get a hole in one on a par three course or an executive style course, I don't think it's a true hole in one. Yeah, I think it's a, that's where you, I a am, lot of people would say I am counting it as a hole in one. Yeah, but I am not throwing it out there like. Yeah, I have a hole in one. It's like steroids with baseball. You should just do a little asterisk. It's an asterisk. asterisk next to I get. Game. I give it an asterisk. Yeah. Right. It's um, because in reality, dope, you only have four par threes on a course, full size, full that length. Makes a lot of sense. There's you get only more shots at it. You get way more chances, and then you're not going from you're not yanking driver out of your club or sorry out of your bag. Like every yeah. single time you go to the tee box, there's more of a change up in the way you approach the way you have to jump back and forth from your driver swing to putting to iron swing to chipping to driver there's much more dynamic you know club pulling right. in a full-size course instead of a par three par four course okay that's so that's that for me makes it more difficult as well because you can definitely find a groove of just hitting iron shot after iron shot after iron shot after iron shot a little bit more you don't really have to change anything too much for sure i think you're right there but what i say to you would be like what about the cradle which is the uh part three course at um bandon bandon yeah i believe or it's um pinehurst it's one of the two Let's just say either of those part three oh courses. man dude would you say you're in pinehurst you're at, i'd flex that then for sure. Yeah. Well, I would one hundred percent. But you're playing Oso Creek, which is like a another par three, par four course. That's not. I'm a not. Hole in one. I'm not. So I mean, just I'm, I'm going to say it's a hole in one, but I'm not going to be like I have. Th I, let's say I have multiple hole in ones. I'm not putting that in the tally of like, ooh, I have three hole in ones. It's but a like, cool shot though. But two of them are, you know, at Oso Creek. I would say I have like one and like a couple others. I think that's a good take because it matters to me where at. If someone says oh, I got a hole in one, and I'm like, oh, where at? Actually, a part three course at Pinehurst, like that would be all time. That's for sure worth throwing out there. But you say part three course, like Forest, like, like Forest. Then I'm like, eh, what's how many yards was it? And he's like seventy six. You're like, <laughs> did you use your putter? <laughs> yeah. Did you just take out a sandwich and just pitch it? At that right. point, it's almost a pitch length. Yeah. So I think to me, it's yards. I would love to hear what some people think. I'm sure there'll be some messages about hole one or not. But yeah, um, I. I don't know. I, I think it's yardage for me. Overall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it does have to do with the yardage thing as well. You're kind of like bringing that into a little bit of a 
debate and it's becoming relevant in this debate, I think, because a lot of par three courses and executive courses have holes that are, you know, 96 yards. Some of them are like 80 you I'd know, say 105 is a good distance. But there's, yeah. But uh, um, speaking there's of hole in one, someone did get one this weekend at Bay Hill. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty special. Yeah. So, I mean, watching it, I unfortunately didn't get to view a lot of it. Dude, I it was a end of it. fantastic tournament. Shout out Victor Holland for that hole in one. Great. Super fun. Uh, love what he's doing. But uh, what an unbelievable tournament that was to watch i watched a lot of it watched a lot of it on saturday mm-hmm. watched six hours of it on sunday oh, i was locked in i love that shit. we were doing done that in so long we were doing i mean there was two coverages and the first coverage i was like in for for like two hours then i watched like the other like three and a half it was so cra- great it was crazy so i basically watched before the final pairing was teeing off that's when i was tuning in so great, buddy. A lot of a lot of golf. What an awesome um, ending! I thought it was fun. I wanted really wanted to see a playoff. I'm not gonna lie. I did too. So I was hoping when he put it left into the shit, he would uh, what an um, bogey. What um, a what a shot Kurt Kitsiyama put on the 18th green. Though, from, That's a tournament winning shot right there. Yeah, it is. Ice in his veins. Um, they even said a stat. It was like 26 percent of the field hits the green from the left rough. Right, that's crazy, and you're like, oh, this. And you're like, there's no way he's doing it, and he puts an absolute beaut. Hits a perfect shot to like 40 feet, as good as you can put it, and it rolls an absolute gem to a quarter of an inch away from the hole. Right, I thought I, it was going in for a I second. Know, Madison and I were freaking out. She was watching it with me. Yeah, and she's like, "What do you mean?" He has to like. I'm like, "Yeah, he's got to mark it or like grab it because then they'll they'll if he waits too long, they'll stroke penalty him." Yeah, um, and then we got a playoff. But um, I thought it was an awesome putt. I saw memes like everyone could have made that putt for $3.8 million. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's so funny. It's all time. Um, it was a super cool story. I don't know if people knew or heard on the 18th grade. It's called The Project. Yeah. Super, I, want, I, wanted super to cool. tu- I wanted to touch on that. I think it's great. I think, I think so sick. Kurt, Kurt, right? Kurt Kitayama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, displays in the cabbage mindset was... A project at UNLV, he played on, like, I saw a staff, how many, like, tours he played on. Every, Every professional single, tour you could imagine that's out there. And some, and it just keeps grinding and just keeps swinging. Yeah. And, like. He only came on the tour um, about two, I think two years. I think this is his third year. Yeah. And he's, and 30, he's 30 now. It's so cool to yeah. watch him um, succeed now and play well. I hope he does really well at this next tournament. What a cool story. He looked like he was... It looked like he... Um, His interview after the round, he was getting a little choked up. For sure. I mean, how yeah, do you not? Just so emotional. You this man's so playing hard. on every tour out there. You know, the Asian, DP. I mean, like, the list Course just goes Ferry, on and com. on and yeah. on. It's just crazy. He's played in, like, nine different leagues or eight different leagues. And, um, and yeah, the dude, I just, he seems like a very likable dude, a very humble person and a guy that just really sticks his head down and just grinds and loves it because he just truly thinks that he can do it one, but then it's just him putting in the work and reaping those rewards. Cause he's been seeing a ton of benefit, obviously clearly recently because he's now on the PGA tour and a winner and won, you know, what? 8.3 million dollars or 3.8. It's something. Yeah. A lot of money. It w- and that's just 4 crazy. Million. 
It's just um, life changing. And um, he, he's got nicknames. He's called Quadzilla. Xander Shoffley gave him that nickname. Yeah, isn't he like really good friends with Xander? Yeah, really good friends with Xander. Um, and also the project I think is really cool because he was a basically a walk on at UNLV, and he was at the time not very good at golf. Um, but because he had such a great personality, his teammates actually rallied for him called on the project, took him under their wing, and that's how he basically got so, kick, got so kickstarted. Cool. And that pro- and that project has that nickname has stayed with him for this entire time. And I thought that was a really cool bit that they threw out there. I wonder what like he was like, dude, I want a professional golfer and he just has it's just like a different level mentally these pro athletes have. <laughs> yeah. I don't, That's like, just what it takes now, especially in a game like golf. Especially in a game like it's golf. It's just a now. different. I mean, you put me in that situation, into the cabbage, in the like left rough for the Ryder Cup, and I and I know what I do. I shit the bed, <laughs> and I don't have millions of dollars on the line. And just even like going to UNLV, and he's like, "I'm gonna be a pro golfer. I don't care if I suck. I'm gonna figure it out any way possible." Grinds for. 15 years or whatever since he was eight you know whatever 18 how who knows how long he's been at it 15 yeah. years old maybe and just started late and was like yeah i'm gonna be a pro golfer like unlv isn't like an from what i understand an all-star golf program it's probably not i know plenty of other colleges that are you know um more uh prestigious i guess i'm if sure you will. it's a good college golf school yeah I'm sure there's, no, there, I mean, and also, you also get a lot of late bloomers in golf as well. It just takes a lot, a lot of time to figure out you're going through a swing change. I'm a late bloomer. You're trying to, like, change your mechanics. I like to think we both are very late bloomers, and For our sure. best golf is uh, just ahead of us. Very near in the future, but way better golf, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I keep um, telling myself. I love that tournament. The greens looked like the grass was dead. They were concrete, the dude. Like, you might as well be rolling that thing on wood. And if tour players are complaining about how hard it is and how people don't want to watch bogeys, you clearly have no idea what I want to watch in golf. I want to see yes, you struggle. Dude. I want when also I want a birdie to actually mean something. That's how golf is. I don't want to see you go out and shoot twelve under. I'm good. Like, I don't need that in my life. I don't need that like hit to my ego in my life. I want to see you struggle yeah. like I do on par three. Course. I want to see if you miss a fairway, right? <laughs> like you're in trouble already. Right. Like you need to hit a miraculous second shot. Like also stop, just stop complaining about it at this point. Everyone's playing the same course, right? Like I mean, it's hard. I get it, and I and I don't and I don't feel bad for you at all. Life's not that difficult on the PGA Tour yeah, when, when yeah. you're when you're a top player at Sorry. a guaranteed money event. You're playing a course that's really hard and someone unfair True. for you. Like, you're fine. It's very entertaining, though, to watch them go from rough to rough or blast a ball out of bounds and they have to, like, re-tee and then they're in a bunker or something like that. That's great. Or they're leaving it in the bunker. They're putting it off the green. Like, it's something that's very relatable and it just shows even the pros are having that much of a difficulty. And I even love it more because these elevated events, that you actually see all of the... Well, you see a lot of good shots, but you see a lot of the bad shots at these elevated events because there's more TV coverage. They're covering a lot more people. And because the way the field was made up, because everyone was so jam-packed and tight, they were showing 
15 different golfers the entire day instead of just focusing on the last pairing the whole day, which it, was fantastic. It was a scrap. Yeah, it looked really fun. I I really wish. I got to fit more golf viewing in my life. It's just so uh, I'm so busy. My calendar's already filled out all of March. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, super cool. We got the players coming up, but a couple other things I want to touch on here. Um, you want to go over our rankings and how we did this past week real quick um, for our picks? Yeah, or do you want, did you want, do that. Or, or do you want to touch on um, something else? Let me real quick. Let's touch on um, update on the new rules coming out of the PGA Tour. I didn't, yeah, I didn't really uh, know it fully, but it sounds like there's going to be more um, money in some of these tournaments. There's a, uh, do you know the final count? Is it twelve now? Yeah. Okay. Twelve. I think compared to eight, yeah. I think it was. Uh, I wish we had someone to Google it. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. We might be wrong. It's something it like, like that. More, more. What was the name of the tournaments that you? Or called? is it this year? Or is it? Th- you're saying is it next year? Oh, next year there will be more um, tournaments. Got it. Okay. What was the name of those tournaments you called them again? They're not majors. Second from a major. Yeah, they're just they're just like elevated. Yeah, they're elevated just elevated, or they're like. Uh, um, you know, they're mandatory tournaments for the top players to play in. So totally. whatever word you want to put to that. So that'll be fun. Um, I think they're great world changes. I don't know all of the details, like no cut fields, more money, all that stuff. Um, I'm just always ride or die with whoever I love in golf and their opinion on it when I don't have an opinion myself. So I'm going to go with my man Max on this, and he thinks it's a good idea. And I think this guy understands what's good for golf right now. So I'm just going to grab my boy Max, to be honest. Yeah, I do like it. Um, there's there was my initial thought was that's not great because then it doesn't allow the you know the rest of the field to compete. I do like it. I think it's fun, um, especially for the viewer because then you're going to be getting more golf more of the higher-end players at these tournaments. You know they're going to show up, and they're going to be there, and it's better for the viewing. It's more competitive. And, you know, I, I think Max and Roy, like, hit it pretty well, like, when Tiger and Phil were going out. You know, it was only one in more like one or two tournaments a year. You'd see, like, them kind of duke it out a little bit. Right. This way, now you're getting it four, five, six times a year. I think it's great, and also I imagine it's more money for the golfers because instead of pitching the deal of maybe you're not always going to be at the field, so they can't guarantee you certain money. Maybe it's a per you know per price deal. If you get to the full weekend, you get this amount. Half weekend, you get this amount. Um, now these golfers, I assume, could pitch a contract saying, "I'm in the PGA Tour. I'm playing in all these twelve exclusive events," which means you're advertising. I'm a top. 15 player i'm going to be on tv more than anyone else um which means your advertising dollars need to go up too sure and i think it's just a good move for the pga tour once again changing because of live and what they're doing and if live people are like well you know that's why live is better yada 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 suck it it's business um that's what happens you you did something cool live i'm you know that's awesome um, really happy you've changed the PGA Tour for the better. You, if that was your goal, great job, Phil. <laughs> if your goal was to make the PGA Tour better, yeah. um, you did it. You did it successfully. But um, if people are complaining like, oh, they're just copying live, like, of course they are. It's either adapt or die. And nowadays, it's a business. 
At so the end of the day, it, it is a paycheck. And if they're making these events over on Live and everyone's getting paid and they just show up and they get a paycheck, you know, that's a certainly a major factor for, I mean, it's their job. It's a great job. Mind right. you that, but it's still their job. Like they're not going out there and they are playing for fun and can to compete, but it's also the paycheck that they're getting. So, you know, that's one of those things where if they don't add that, that's always going to be in the back of their mind saying, oh, I could just go sign up live. And if I'm having some down years, you know, then I just get paid. Right. I think it's um, great by the PGA Tour. Thank you, Liv. Um all that live stuff too. I'm really like really fresh with all these wounds as well because of the swing dock. Um, we finished that up, you and I, and I thought it finished great. The last two episodes finished really well. Um, to me, it's still nowhere close to Drive to Survive. I finished Drive to Survive in two days. The swing dock I finished over a course of like two weeks. Yeah, um, partly because we were watching it together for the most part. And I will have to say though, uh, I am agreeing with you. However, there was a few really heavy hitting episodes and we kind of jumped the gun i feel like a little bit on this on the full swing because we had the sahith Tagala and um uh, mito Pereira episode which now i'm a huge mito fan but i'm really bummed that of course he went to live but um i don't think we jumped the gun i don't think it's as good as dread to survive even the rory episode i didn't see enough golf and there also wasn't like an updated yeah. tournament list and drive to survive even though it's so much about the politi- politics of it you're watching a full race most of the time yeah that's true and they follow you through and then it they bring the storyline always with it the battle for fourth the battle for third what's going on with the driver decisions right. and politics and overspending that red bull had to deal with we're getting a little bit off track as we're keeping it on full swing, but I agree with you that there needs to be more of that, more golf, more storyline, less just casual viewing is what it feels. It just right. felt like a lot of casual viewing. Maybe for full season swing. one they were trying to introduce people to golf. Yeah. Um, you know, Drive to Survive is in more. its fifth season as well. Yeah, I just you wish know? it was a bit more, for me, a bit more um, like Drive to Survive, which it's not. But it was so good. The Rory episode and the uh, Sahith was so awesome. Um, just why I love golf was both those episodes. Like, watch those guys. You don't get that and live. That, like, passion of winning, of what that feels like right now, that's not on live. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's great, buddy. And, uh, yeah, do you got any, like, would you overall think about it? I, I mean, it was overall good. It, it, again, I'm going to take it with a little bit of grain of salt. It's season one. I was re- partly because I was so hyped for it. Maybe that's what it kind of it didn't. I wasn't uh, enthralled by it because of just what a great word, all of the <laughs> all of the hype that I was surrounding it, and I kind of gassed myself a little bit up too for it. Overall, I thought it was good. I think they're gonna only. Awesome. I think they're only gonna improve on it. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. I think overall good as well, um, but I do think it needs improvement. Mm-hmm. So um, we're gonna move into our little bit of our segment here of our podcast, buddy. Um, we did do some betting, as you guys heard, um, on the Arnold Palmer. We'll give the updates on that, buddy. Why don't you lead into what we got going on here? Quick run downhill here. You guys know the you guys know the rules. We get to pick 
1 through 14, or sorry, 1 through 15 for the MGM odds for the tournament, 16 through 40th, 40th through the rest of the field. The winner from the previous week gets the pick in each category first. Then the other person gets to follow suit. And then you take the average of all of those finishes. And so you had, and I'm already forgetting your picks, dude. It's okay. I got you here, buddy. What, what so, were your picks for the um, for Bay Hill? After Oh, Bay Hill. I didn't write those down. But that's fine. Bay Hill, I had um, Nick Taylor, who was cut. I had Shane Lowry, yeah. who got T64. And I had Scotty Shuffler top four. Yeah, that's great um, for the for Scotty. Um, the rest of the field, not that great. I had a little bit of a sleep slip up the prior week. Yeah. And so uh, we kind of level each other out now. We're basically we're now tied up essentially. Oh yeah. I'm averaging thirtieth for my picks. You're averaging 29th. So we got a tight one. And I picked a banger of a week, and I needed that oh, really yeah. badly. Big week come for you, buddy. Um, I grabbed Harris Inglis from the rest of the field, and he finished T2. Love I got um, Jordan Spieth, and he was T4 or yeah. T2. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I had T- Tony Finau, which was like 26 or yeah, something like that. Yeah, you go ahead and just rub that in my face. I, I, you, know. you were trying to gloss over it and look, o- and look forward to the <sighs> players here. <laughs> yeah. Now looking ahead, because that I got um, the overall average um, better finish than you. Overall, I ended up, kicking my butt. Yeah, we can now roll this into our picks for this week. Um, and again, this is for you guys as well. Like we're we're doing this for us, and it's going to be a fun little friendly wager. But uh, again, feel free to play along with us. If you want to make a couple sports bets? We these are guys that we think that could finish in the top. You know, I don't want to be too bold here, but certainly our our top esh- like our upper echelon pick in the top ten. Yeah, we're hoping there's two picks on here that win, and we're hoping the last ones do well. Right, exactly. The first so, two picks we have in the drafts, we hope probably have a shot at winning. The last picks are guys we're hoping top 25, top 30 be amazing. Ex- exactly, exactly. Um, so I, I kicked us off here with a guy that I believe is going to get his first PGA Tour win. Maybe not at this event, but it's going to happen this year. Um, dude is an absolute stud. Bombs it off the tee. He has these middle little bit of mental blips every once in a while. Um, but I do think that he, it's going to be like a, a potential Scotty Scheffler type player wow. in the next like couple years. Um, if, if he can hone in a couple of things in his game, and that's Cameron Young for me. Love that pick. Cameron Young is a guy that just, dude, he lives in the 188 ball speed. Just Com- so fast. Comfortably. So fast. Just nukes it down there. (laughs) It's unbelievable. And he can hit it both ways. um, And he just takes dead aim with his irons. He's a pretty aggressive player. He just needs to learn how to figure out his putting a little bit. Every once in a while, that kind of leaves him. Um, Sometimes gets a little bit erratic. But, I mean, he's 25 years old. One rookie um, of the year last year on the PGA Tour. A um, little bit of a stretch because there are a, a, there were a plenty of big names on the board, um, but I don't know. I wanted to shout out Cameron Young because he's playing great and he finished um, at a pretty good uh, position over at Bay Hill last weekend. I think it's a great pick, buddy. Um, we also try not to repeat picks from the last two tournaments mm, that's as well. Point, um, I mean, if we could pick the top player every time to win, we pick Rom, but there's no money in that, so we like to pick. Who we think maybe might have a shot at this and still might win you some money or win us some money. Yeah. But um, I picked uh, after you someone who 
He's your ride always, or die, bud. He's yeah, always top ride 15 or, or top 20 finish right now. Um, awesome guy. I'm going to go Max Homa. I haven't picked him yet. I'm really, really excited to cheer for him this weekend. I think it's a tournament that requires a bit more control in your game. And I feel like Max is in a good position to really capitalize on that. Um, rest of the field maybe being a little bit more wild. Um, That's a great pick, dude. Yeah. The, I, mean, I, I feel like the way he's playing... He's never finishing outside of the top 30. It's so much fun to watch him play and just talk. I'm a huge Max Homa yeah. um, fanboy right now. Love that pick, buddy. Um, let's see your second one here, bud. Yeah, and then I went back uh, for their 16th through 40th. Um, I went with a guy that's another young buck. Um, again, I don't think he wins enough. Again, it's one of those guys I think could win more, and I don't know why where his breakdowns are in his game that much. And it's Sung Jae Im. He's a yeah. young buck, and he's rock solid, and he feels like he, he's another guy that can be a little bit too aggressive and get himself in trouble at times. Right. Um, but my goodness, can that man throw some darts at the pin? Yeah, when he gets going, it's, it's ridiculous. really just starts cooking. He just cooks up these, like, two-yard fades that just never waver, and they just... <laughs> could be a tuck. Like, it's, it's just a tuck pin, and he's still taking dead aim. And when he's on... You know, that man can shoot 65 really easily. Love that. Makes the game look easy. Um, my second pick here, um, a guy I think is going to win a tournament um, soon. Um, been loving watching his content. He's been putting out with Bob Does Sports is uh, King of Keegan Bradley. Just a big personality and a guy you really want to get behind. Yeah, I'm a big personality guy if you haven't, to- if you haven't figured <laughs> that out. Um, I think he's it looks like he's in a spot right now where he's playing really, really, really good golf. Mm-hmm. And his game, when it's on, doesn't waver, really. It's very much down the middle drive, onto the green, two putt, next hole. Yeah. And to me, that's some awesome golf. Um, third pick, buddy, which and is you, our... And rest- you need that, too, at yeah. this course. I mean, You really do. Exactly. It's really tight and crazy. It's a peat dye design. It's water everywhere. Um, it, it's meant to be the hardest course on tour, is why he designed it. Um, and so it's it's going to be tough and mm-hmm. um so we're hoping to pi- find some people that can um can battle through the cabbage a little bit right fight through it um my last pick here this is a guy that has really f- i wouldn't say fallen off but has fallen off where he wants to play the game and a lot of that was because due to injury um he's been battling a lot with like his hip his knee um but I really think that he's on the up and up a little bit here. It looks like he's getting finally healthy and is playing some decent some decent golf for him, for his standards. Um, and a guy that I always liked watching is Gary Woodland. Yeah, I love Gary. When he's ever in the top 10 or top 15, I always cheer for him. Not a very big personality guy, but no. just looks like he's just an athlete out there. Yeah, it looks like he hates every minute of it, but it's just so good. He's locked but in. But like a lovable way. He, he has fun, though, because he has in a very level way. It looks like he has fun on the course with his shot shaping, though, I will have to say. Yeah. He loves moving the ball around, hits a ton of stingers. Um, and the reason why I, got, I grabbed him is because he can control his trajectory on his ball flight really well. Which can help and a lot. And you really need that on the island green. Gotta have it. Yeah, island green's so much fun. Man. Yeah, dude. Someone's complaining about, uh, real quick, little segment. Last year, there was more balls put in the water than I think in history, I'm pretty sure, in the last tournament. Really? Um, it was because of the way the wind was coming in. And they say when that wind's coming in a certain way, which I think is from the front left. 
It also Her left edge it, the back right edge. It also like comes over the grandstands funky too. Right. So if you hit it too high, mm-hmm. then it really messes with your ball. So flight. they say that the wind on this hole makes it you know impossible. It's just luck of the timing because in general it's not that tough of a shot. So they're talking about having a bailout area built in the back side of it. Really, and, and I think that's just an awful, awful decision. Again, I'm in. I'm in the make it smaller, put more bunkers. Yeah, there. I don't love that idea. Make it longer. Like I don't want you to have um, an easier shot at this. And um, my third pick is a man who always just seems to find it in big moments for me. Smooth, always loves you know loves a paycheck in top twentieth. Um, it's Kevin <laughs> Kiz, big. Smooth for me, or a little smooth, while I call him instead of big smooth. Um, again, big personality. Um, has I love that pick, dude. I mean, he played well here last year, mm-hmm. and he's a grinder. I think this course again fits the way your picks are. You know that you're making your picks here. Uh, you um, can tell I'm going with guys who, when their game is on, there's not much to it. Um, I think with Pete Dye courses, you need to have some good. Um, some good control over irons and driver in your game. I think when you start getting wild is when it gets uh, more difficult. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, buddy, we'll see how we do this weekend. I'm really liking your board. I'm really liking my board. I think we really got a great shot at doing well. Yeah. I am one spot ahead of you currently. It seems one like spot. It's a tight race here, and it's a long race. So, um, tight, long race. Looking for a... A little bit of a heated battle. I, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be a fun tournament to watch. I was trying to find a statistic that was that I read on Instagram, and it was a post, and I was trying to see if it was Golf Digest or Scratch. I've struck out on, on both of those <laughs> really quickly, and now I'm not going for a third, which is probably going to be like That's the okay. PGA Tour. Um, however, it was really fun because you were touching on the 17th hole, how small it was, right? Right. And how everyone was like, it's the most difficult. They need to make a little bailout area. And just to kind of just put it in, you know, a little bit of the perspective. Like, of it. yeah, exactly. Like how difficult it is. Right. And like they had amateurs play it. Right. Um, oh, I, here it is, dude. Here it is. It's on the PGA Tour. The pros make it look easy. It's not. 95 amateurs play the stadium course at TPC Sawgrass. And it's just crazy watching all these shots. 56% of the shots found the water. Every group had at least one in the water. And 10 players hit three or more in the water. 57 out of 95 made double or worse. Yeah, it's a hard hole. Like I don't, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a hard hole. Make it smaller. So we talked and touched about earlier how we want to see golfers struggle out there and this is exactly the course this is exactly the reason why it's fun to watch them because i'm going out there and i'm having a really tough time i'm panicking on 17 yeah i'm panicking my whole if i'm coming in with a round into 17 which i would never would on that course if you're you're gonna you have the opportunity to break 90 or 95 there right in your in your game 17 i'm i'm worried that it's all going to shit you could Real easily fast. you could easily card a twelve there, right? And I and knowing me, I probably wouldn't take the drop the first shot either because I would want to put it on the island green. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna go back there every single summer. No, so I'm gonna <laughs> just keep hit whacking balls until it's on the green. Mm-hmm. Um, 
great buddy we'll have to round that out let you guys know how it goes next podcast but around this podcast out we're gonna continue a segment we did last week which is the three worst list this today's topic is on breakfast menu items uh, this is so, gonna be very controversial i mean and everyone's gonna hate my picks um, I'm gonna get a lot of heat for my picks too, but yeah. you know, there's a lot of solid breakfast items out there. Out there, but then there are just three in my eyes that just really you'll never touch. N- I'm never going towards right, exactly. You have to like for whatever reason. It's like I, what uh, they make is a specialty or something. I guess, but these are not specialty items here. These right. are just your for me, just very plain Jane items. Right. Now, this isn't. We're not doing fruit, sourdough toast, whole wheat toast. Yes, these are exactly. menu items. Yeah. Full on entrees here. Um, full on entrees. All right, buddy. Why don't, do you want to lead us off here? I I will. I give will. Give us your top three and uh, or your worst three, and then I'll fit, I'll give you my worst going to my number three here. Um, this is just this is an this is an entree. Again, we're I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact when we go to restaurants, uh-huh. we want to go and buy or get something that's very that's it's difficult to make. Like we both cook. Right. And this is something that, for me, I can easily whip up, but I am not making this because it's just something that doesn't intrigue me. I'm never going to it. I'm never going to order a restaurant for, one, the taste, but then, two, how easy it is to make. Yeah. It just really has nothing going for it for me. Nothing wrong with it, but it's not something I'm gravitating towards, never ordering it. And that's just the American breakfast. You know, that's such a great pick. The th- like a two egg over easy, two sausage, two bacons, and some toast. Not doing it for me. Yeah, that, that's like that's my grandma's favorite. It's she wants two eggs over easy. She wants to put a mound of salt on. There it. is nothing that yeah that I get up for on that. Yeah, she loves it. Two runny eggs, just white bread, home fries. She always asks, "What's the home fries?" You know, um, love that. So, that's yeah, so that's great. my number three. It just, I think it's awesome. It's nothing I'm ever going I'm towards. I'm never picking, never, ever, ever picking a classic breakfast. No, never. Whatever they call it, the home right. style breakfast or who cares. Exactly. All right, buddy. So, continue on for me? No, yeah, let's finish okay. up your whole list. This is something I'm never touching again. Now we're now we're getting into the nitty gritty here. Yeah, now we're like... Because I, I have game. two big bugaboo items. Yeah. Um, my two, and this is very controversial... Um, this could be, uh, bracketed into, um, a section of three items, I would say okay. that you can potentially have. And this for me is the lowest of those three, obviously, clearly. Um, and that for me is the pancake, the other oh, two waffle and God. French toast and that pecking order of French toast being at number one and then awful waffle pick. coming in number two, but awful. number three is pancake. Mass and I went to I, this morning and we got a pancake sampler do not like pancakes i don't it's get it take. i don't really love syrup <laughs> i don't love it it makes it super soggy they're really filling and i just I don't like the cakey taste i don't really like that it's not anything i'm gravitating toward it's it's not great and i never want to eat a full meal of pancakes yeah i get that now, if I'm going and there's... They're always like manhole covers, too. Why are they always so big? They're massive. <laughs> like, what are we doing? These <laughs> things are like basically an inch thick, like it's a school book. Right. <laughs> Use them as shields. <laughs> there's, like, there's like a two-inch overhang over the plate. Dude. Yeah, it's there's, absurd. Not, there's too much pancake. You got always syrup just going cake. all over the place, dude. Yeah, it's all sticky. Um, yeah, my number one, I don't know if this if you saw this coming. 
but I bet you would if you gave it some more thought. And this has no business being an entree item in my eyes. This is the furthest thing from a full meal. It's a donut. <laughs> oh my god! I would have. You know what? I, I when people come to breakfast and they're like, "Hey, I brought donuts." You bet your ass. I am skipping out on those donuts and not eating them in the in the morning. I'm skipping. I'm literally That's that is crazy. the that is the only thing that they bring. Uh-huh. I am not eating a Katie donut. Loves donuts. Loves them. Okay. I she cannot does not stand. Get anymore. I cannot stand them. Cannot stand them. I don't know if that's a breakfast menu item. It's debatable. You could throw the flag here. You could throw a little warning here, but I will, I will throw. We're going to review it. Your feet are in, but you're touching the line. You're uh, real close. close. However, that is not really restaurant ordering, mm-hmm. but people will bring donuts and donuts only to breakfast. I would love if someone, you brought donuts to breakfast? Love it. Your Love family it. used to do that, and I thought you guys were crazy. Donuts to breakfast are the best. You don't like donuts? No. It's crazy. You want nothing to do with them. It's awful. Maybe I will awful. have half of a jelly-filled donut. <laughs> the worst donut, dude. <laughs> Those are the only ones the that I like. Donut. Jelly-filled donuts are you the only... You a good donut. Sidecar? Eh. Oh, my God. Okay. Eh. You just, you just. I hate just don't joy. like donuts. No, you just hate joy. I will have to say, you I had happiness. a, I had a cream cheese donut, and yeah. that was, it was, it was far. It's not even really a donut at that point. It's because right. it's so savory, which is why I loved it. Um, this is totally. I'm now just taking uh, a really low jab at this branch, wildly successful company. It's Krispy Kreme, and those can just go straight down the hot the and freshes. Straight down the garbage oh disposal. My God, I don't even want a bite. I don't that's even want a so, bite. That's so bad. They're awful. Bad awful. take. All right. Well, I were sure. It. I'm about ready to roast your list right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my, my <laughs> list is awful. I like. What do I even eat? Breakfast is what my list is. But I think my list is for people out there who are who is a average American. You know, I feel like I'm talking <laughs> to the people. Who uh, Tommy's really, a man of the people for I breakfast am. items. I am okay? a man of the people, and uh, bringing up my, uh, you're gonna hate my list. I know, I know it is. <laughs> you're you gonna because you despise list. my pick. Um, you despise my list. The third item, who which I will grab if there's nothing else in the menu, okay, or they specialize in it, okay, um, would be an omelet. Yep, I knew that was coming. I, I thought omelet was gonna be two actually. No, because. You can have a good omelet. With some potatoes, you can cut it up, make a little like hash yeah. out of it. I'm a big hash guy. I was just about to say, but why not just make... Uh, omelet almost made my list, by the way. And then I thought, let's sneak in the donut. Yeah, if someone wants like, a goat cheese and spinach omelet, like, what are we doing? Oh, I a love egg cheese. white omelet? Like, what are we <laughs> doing here? Like, I don't need any of that. Um, I'm not going to breakfast for the health I, I Very will, true. I'm not going to breakfast. I'm like, I'm not going to breakfast. Like, oh, I'm gonna make sure I eat something healthy here. Most time when you go out for breakfast as well, you're going for brunch. Right. And when you're going for brunch, you are not going for healthy because it's the I, weekend. I, I, right. You're hanging out. You're having a couple of drinks. Give me the fucking biscuits and gravy on the side, please. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Can I swap going... out my potatoes for gravy and biscuits here? Right. I want the fatata, or I want the, you know. 
whatever. I, I love weird. it. That's a great pick because it, it's really easy to mess up an omelet, and it's really difficult to make it exceptional. Yeah, omelet bars suck too. I don't care what you say. Uh, overrated. If again, if I'm going for health, yeah. I'm hitting up that omelet bar. 10 times out of 10. And also, you see, like, when someone makes a really good omelet, the work it takes to make a good omelet is never an omelet bar. Um, Number two for me. That's a great take. I love that. I love that three pick by you. Okay. Number two for me, I won't touch unless it's homemade and it has to have so much shit in it for me to eat it that it's basically not even what it is anymore is a quiche. Okay. I I do not like quiches at all. Um, it has to have so much stuff in the quiche for me to make it. It's got to have peppers and bacon and cheese and salsa. And, like, it's not even a quiche anymore. Um, I just, it's I'll never touch a, it. It's essentially a scramble, but it's just baked instead. And it's got a pie crust on it. And sometimes the pie crust is not executed very well. It's a little soggy down there. It doesn't bring anything to the table. Again, if not ex- if not properly executed and done to your liking, yeah. I could totally see. I'm a huge snob. I could totally to see eggs. why you can just push that to the side, and I'm not disagreeing with you right. whatsoever. I will have to say though, if you get a good quiche, mm-hmm. pretty dynamite. Yeah, I haven't had a good quiche. That's why I would say they're not dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also not. I'm an egg snob, and the idea of not because I know what good eggs are, I just not a huge fan of eggs. Yeah. Yeah. So like, totally. like egg slut, which is a famous egg sandwich place, do their egg scrambles really soft. You don't That's love that. Not like not you don't like the French style. Is no, I like my eggs over medium, runny yolk mixed in with a bunch of their stuff, so I can hide the egg. As my, I like the yolk of an egg, but I don't like the texture of eating an egg. It's very strange. My number one. You don't. Do you like the you like the runniness of the yolk though? For sure. If you okay, so here's another follow up question. Do you when you cook eggs or do you ever do you ever cook eggs? Very rarely. Okay. When I do fried rice and I do that over easy egg and uh-huh. I just sear the hell out of it on the bottom so it's crispy and so kind of craggly. Doing sun, you're doing like sunny side up essentially. Yeah, no, I'm doing over easy because I'm okay. flipping it, but I'm cooking it ninety percent of the way through from the bot like from the bottom up and right. then I'm just flipping it over and I'm literally I'm turn off the heat before I flip it over. Right. So it's it kisses it and then like it makes that runny done. yolk. But right. so it's super crunchy, but then it's you still get that velvety texture. I like the egg in the fried rice, but there are times for me where I'm like, just like I don't can even do, I really can do without it. Okay. Got it. But so it's you, it's not because I want the yolk. So I will always do it for the yolk. Got it. But yeah. I won't do it just because I love egg. Yeah, got Where, it. Where, like, people are, like, egg culture, like, three eggs on top of their fried rice and they're in heaven. I just can't do it. I love it. I know. Um, <laughs> number one, the item I won't ever touch, which is just an abomination to all <laughs> um, cuisine. Uh, my wife will hate me for this. Is a any seafood Benedict I'm out? Like a salmon Benedict. Um, wow. A lobster that was Benedict. a... Shot out of left. I did not see this coming. Uh, shrimp Benedict. Anything with seafood and hollandaise. Okay. And a English muffin or your corn biscuit or whatever bullshit you want to put underneath <laughs> that lobster isn't getting me to get it. And it's also $32. I'm never touching a seafood Benedict. I was going to say, I don't know if I've even had a seafood Benedict. Wifey does. And she loves them. She loves a good seafood Benedict. I won't touch it. It's the most. Ex- it's like having like steak at a breakfast restaurant. Why would I ever trust this breakfast from a guy back there who? That's isn't a great point. 
That's touching a great point. any ocean near us, making me a lobster benedict. I am out. That's a good point. I can't do it. A lot of the higher end seafoods, arguably, they do go well with the holiday sauce. You know, I don't. I just don't know if I'm ready for that for breakfast either. Again, yeah, it's so. Give me decadent. some ham. Give me some turkey sausage. Give me some regular sausage. Give me some bacon. Yeah, Good I with all I don't of that. Need lobster, corn, corn potato. You know, bread for the bottom yeah. and a smoky, peppery hollandaise on top. I'm out. Mm. Um, that rounds yeah. up my top three. Buddy. I did not see that one coming. What you do, think was do, really do love one? the picks? I don't know. Um, I thought you were going to just keep on the egg train and just go frittata. <laughs> Frittatas are okay. Frittatas Honestly. and quiche are the same thing to me. Yeah. Um, I thought pancake was going to be your number one. Once I thought a donut, that was going to be... Yeah, you never touch donuts. Um, If if, if you forget to throw the flag and hypothetical here, I would have pushed donut out, obviously. That would have been the... You know, I was out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Illegal catch, no catch, whatever. Yeah, what would you be? One, two. Um, it, I end up, I end up sliding in the omelet to omelet, number to number, number three. three. Yeah, if I'm if I'm just talking about me enjoying a meal, omelet number three, American breakfast number two, pancake number one. The American breakfast was gonna make it because I never would just eat egg by itself, but I put that on toast with a little jam, and it's okay. Again, that, that's to me. Again, fine. not going anywhere near it. Right, I get that. <laughs> um, why don't Why don't you tell me your favorite breakfast menu item? Something you always see on the menu. And you're like, hundred percent. That's it. And I'm I out. got two Kay. that I always got to get, and I look at. Um, number one, this should be no surprise to you. It's an eggs Benedict. Yeah, eggs Benedict is great. If it had, especially if they do like specialty Good. ones, I'm really in. For and it. like you know, it's a place that they they do. I'm just a sucker for hollandaise, dude. Yeah, you I really like love hollandaise. I mean, it's egg yolks on top butter of egg, yeah. and lemon. Yeah, on top really of it, on top of a runny yolk. Yeah, like I get it. Poached egg. I I'm love a poached you. egg. I never poach eggs, and again, that's just another thing that I will never do when I'm at home. Yeah. I'm just not going to make a hollandaise at home. Way too fickle. Way too much work. You know, it's just, it's one of those things I'm not touching. um, But like a restaurant does them well. You know, it's like, damn, this is really hitting with some potatoes as well. Mm -hmm. That's my like number one go-to. And then anything with like a salsa verde type setting. So like a... um, Chilaquiles. Chilaquiles is big and up there. Uh, green, Some like green chili pork burrito. Exactly. I got that you. Kind of, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I, um, and then like I guess just for like my everyday mm-hmm. is breakfast burrito. Yeah. Every every day breakfast burrito is up there for me. Um, I won't get it at a restaurant really because I'm like I'm here to do something different. Exactly. If I'm at exactly. a place that does breakfast burritos, I'm hyped. I will go to a place for breakfast burritos. Yes, but if you're doing a sit down brunch, you're not going to order the breakfast burrito. You're going to get like a uh, uh, s- uh, scramble. Really? Yeah. You're love going scrambles. Uh, love scrambles. Interesting. Um, or uh, not a hash or a hash of some sort. Yeah, yeah. With like potato driven, um, right? Yeah. Potatoes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's always got potatoes on it. You can do like um, a Mexican hash with he's got chorizos, onions, bell peppers, yeah, potatoes. I get that with toast or tortilla, yeah, um, for sure. Like a machaca. I've never had machaca before. You've never had a machaca before, dude. It's mm-hmm. on a lot of menus. I have to check out machacas. You would like it. It's it's the um, I I'm maybe I'm out of terms here, but it, I'm assuming it's like basically like a, a Mexican like. 
hash like it's style on that yeah it's a lot of like chili powder and bell peppers and onions with potatoes like on that comes on the side but it's primarily egg but you can just throw everything together and they yeah. serve it with salsa is scramble the right word for it what i'm thinking of yeah yeah it's like an egg scramble yeah but like the eggs like never scrambled within it it's always on top of it it's always like over medium eggs on top of like a potato meat that's a, I think it's a version of that, I'm assuming. Yeah, I forget the name of it. But yeah, buddy. Um, hell of a podcast, bud. Again, rounding it out here. Yeah, we're running it. Um, you know, catch us on. You know, we're trying to get the episodes more dialed in so we'll have an easier release date um, for you guys. That's a bit more, um, you know, figuring it out. Well, we, want, we want to go through and for you guys to, you know, follow along with our picks. And if you guys are watching the tournaments that we're doing this for, um, obviously I'm talking about the PGA Tour. We want you guys to listen in, check it out, follow along with us. And if you do like our bets, great. Hop on board. Right. Be Perfect. Go for it. Um, so we're hoping to get that a bit more dialed in. Of course, it's extremely difficult and we don't have the bandwidth or, you know. We had to have a lot of help, and exactly. um, people are willing to help us, which is great. Um, so bear with us as we try to figure out how to make this a bit more consistent. Um, and then video, once I figure out how to edit that, will be great for us. Um, but our boys will always be, you know, at some point in the description of our podcast, it'll be, you know, Madison, John, and Jake always helping us out. Thank you to all of you, truly, John especially. Um, working very hard for us on this, and uh, Jake always sending the awesome thumbnails and Mass and doing social. Um, you got anything for us, buddy? Boom, baby, dude! Shout outs. You just uh, rolling through those. Those were nice. Um, I don't have anything to close this up. It was a hell of an episode. Um, I feel like I can keep talking about food for you for a while, with you for a while. Seems we gotta, always we love be, food. Seems to always be a hot topic. Really jealous. You just went down there and 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 uh, and grabbed some more barbecue at Heritage, dude. Yeah, you should be upset. Yeah, I'm a little um, upset. You haven't like dragged me. There I have by some now. brisket in there. I saved you. And that's gonna do it for tonight's yeah. episode, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like, comment, subscribe. We're not going away. We're gonna be here for a while, so get used to us. Um, we're in the cabbage, and just a reminder: keep swinging.